right, well, welcome to the Post Sunday app. My name is Ben Davidson. This is Daniel Bennett, and we are here to talk about the sermon Post Sunday and the applications that come from it. Uh, Daniel, it was 1 Samuel 16. Yes. And you said that maybe contained in 16 was yeah. like the most important verse of the whole book. I say that every week, apparently. So, you know, I said it last week, too. You did, yeah. Um, next week's David and Goliath, so maybe that's the most most famous story in person second Samuel. I don't know. Right. right. Yeah. But okay. no, just that verse seven of you know how the Lord man sees not as the Lord sees. The Lord, uh, man looks to the outside, the Lord looks to the inside. That's uh, a very important principle for sure. Yeah. And I think it does go well with uh chapter fifteen and those verses about what the Lord requires mm-hmm. or desires more than sacrifices obedience. So yeah. it kind of goes together. You know, yeah. It's our hearts. It's almost like God wanted all those words yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mentioned we didn't talk about this question, so I'll just tie into it because okay. I don't forget. Uh, Whitney asked me a question uh, about Whitney's your wife. Whitney's my wife. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so that why. Um, doesn't know that. So in you know, verse seven, the Lord looks uh, looks the heart, man looks mm-hmm. the outside appearance, and then it talks about David, and it just talks about his outside appearance. And when he's like, why doesn't talk about mm. his heart? If the heart's so important, yeah. and I think part of the answer at least, is that chapter 17 is going to tell us about his heart. We're going to see mm-hmm. his heart come out. Okay. So Samuel doesn't know his heart yet Yeah. in in uh, chapter 16, although there's some evidence as we see the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, working through him mm-hmm. at the end of the chapter there. What a teaser for next week. In chapter 17... Yeah, yeah. We'll should have done that at the end. I just didn't, I didn't have confidence I would remember, but we were talking about it this morning. I thought that was a good question. Yeah, okay. Well, very good. Very good. And ready. He's uh, ready. One... Yes, ruddy. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear that word often no. today. NIV translates it handsome, I think. Or mm. Okay. Well, looking looking good. Yeah. Well, speaking of not looking good, Go on. Uh, we all, <laughs> some, someone said this to you, but I think we all were 0 for 10 yes. on the list when you went through the Ten Commandments and how they apply to you today. Yeah, someone said they had a minus 10 on the quiz. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, that was uh, humbling. Yeah, right? that's, again, Will Metzger's Tell the Truth. I think he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Of walking through the Ten Commandments, you know, the Ten Commandments being a good summary of God's moral law, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, or these, you know, the summary of God's moral law, and uh, yeah, so good, yeah. good test. And you are asked too, right? If, if that's the reality that we still struggle with with sin, yeah. and yet, you know, we we live by the power of the Spirit. There's that tension yeah. there. Uh, how you are asked, I think, how how do you we not allow uh, ourselves be robbed of just the joy of our salvation and, and knowing God, and, yeah, and uh, fellowshipping with Him, with you know living with that tension. Yeah, just sweet saint. Uh, she asked me about this, sweet sister. She goes, okay, how do I? Yeah, I, I am becoming more aware of my sin, and uh, how does that not become? How does it not rob your joy? Like you said, mm-hmm. and I think um, I think I'm Romans six, and he says. Um, at the end of Romans 5, he says, The law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. And so does sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then we come to chapter 6. Shall we, what, what do we say then? If it's true that the more sin there is, the more grace there is, should we just continue to sin so that grace may abound? By, all, by no means, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us We've been baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized in his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, 
in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. So, you know, it's interesting in Scripture that so often the indicatives precede the imperatives. You know, so in other words, there's imperatives in Scriptures. Do this, do this, do this. But they're, they come usually after indicatives, statements of fact. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, first of all, helpful for us to understand, okay, this is who I am in Christ. I'm, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm, I'm in Christ. I've been united with him in, in a death like his. I've been walked. I've raised walking walk life. Now, the struggle of the Christian life is to live consistently with who we are. And so God gives us these indicatives, these statements of truths for us to cling to. And I think uh, the, the way that we have our joy not be robbed, uh, a couple things. One, as we grow in sanctification, as we become more and more aware of God and his holiness and what sin looks like. So in other words, going, someone may have come into Bethany yesterday feeling pretty good about themselves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then they hear what the Ten Commandments really say. It's like, man, I am a terrible human being. Are they in a better state or a worse state mm-hmm. at the end of the message? Well, they're in a better state because they're less confident in themselves and more confident, hopefully, in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully what's happening for people, this is the second thing I say is, our joy, the more our joy is based on our own performance, the less joy we should have. And the more our joy is based on Christ, the greater our joy should be. So hopefully a person comes to the end of the sermon yesterday and has greater joy in Christ and less joy in themselves. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's how I say joy, joy isn't robbed. Another thought, uh, Don Whitney has a book called 10 Questions to Diagnose Your Spiritual Health. And I would encourage someone to, to, to check that out. One of the questions is... Um, Something, I can't remember the exact last word, but something, do I grieve more over sin? And so if there's a greater grief over sin, that's that's a sign that we're growing in holiness mm-hmm. and have a greater understanding of what sin is and who we are. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, the gospel becomes so much sweeter. Yeah. Right, as we look at the Ten Commandments. Yeah. But I think our sister does, does um, really capture that struggle, that tension well. Like, right. it is hard. Like, yeah. I mean... And, and the more we grow in holiness, the, the more we feel attention of, I'm not who I want to be. I'm, I'm not living as who I am in Christ. Mm. And that's, that, some of that tension is good. I think there should be a, a godly grief, but not a, not a grief. You know, Paul even says, I, you know, I, 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 um, forgetting what lies behind. Is that the right phrase? I, I, I press on. I press on. I press mm-hmm. forward. So yeah. that's, that's what we have to do, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, lastly here, um, right before we turn the record button on, you yeah. said something that, when you were talking about oh, how yeah. your preaching is evaluated, yeah. that you said it, something didn't land the way you wanted it to land. Yeah. What was that again? Yeah. Um, just, our church is so sweet. You know, I was making the illustration that there's a lot of different ways to evaluate a message. Yeah, I love the when you bring up a, a Hebrew word. Yeah, I hate I when struggle you, when you yeah, come up. Yeah, yeah. So, right. um, uh, so I, I think, again, people were just really sweet yesterday uh, saying, oh, we... Love your preaching, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever have you ever been done with a sermon and felt like that was a good sermon? I often want to hide in the back room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, not not often I, for me. Yeah. Uh, what about you? 
You do it more often than I do. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever felt like, oh, that was a good sermon. Mm. I've often been encouraged by the effects of the sermon. Like, mm. oh, I'm so excited about how yeah. people, yeah, and, and maybe, I don't know, it's just, maybe it's just a weird personality thing. Maybe mm. it's just the, maybe maybe everybody or most people feel this way. Of, uh, the, the There's so much truth in scripture and you're just so aware of your inadequacies mm. and, right. Maybe there's pride. I don't know all the things that go. But I've never felt like about this anyway. Um, and, and and also just the and this is the point that I was trying to make with the illustration and, and hopefully the point that we want to. The the standard of perfection is so high mm-hmm. in, in terms of what God is looking at mm-hmm. in our preaching, in our parenting, in our being husbands and our being friends that we're never gonna mm-hmm. achieve it. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. Right. And so just trusting in Christ and his sufficient work is hopefully how we, mm-hmm. how we respond. That makes us dependent on him. Yeah. 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 Again, so. that tension. Yeah. Right. Right. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thanks Daniel. Yeah. Thanks Ben. Thanks for joining us on the post Sunday app. We hope you have a great rest of your day.